Hello and welcome to an episode of Sunday's Word brought to you by Revealing Truth in Jesus Christ Ministry. You can view all of our services and more at todaystruthrevealed.com. Join us as Pastor Gibbs delivers a message of truth and prophecy in this last hour. And every day, uh, just breathing in and out, you know, it's involuntary. But I'm laboring right now, so I thank God when I'm you know, able to breathe in and out, yes. no issues, you know, thank God, you know, yes, yes. Um, so today we're honored to be here, we want to first of all give honor to God because he's the head of my life, I want to give honor to my wife uh, for being here, uh, Elijah and Mother Ruth, and we are so pleased and honored to have Zayana and Leah with us, as I said earlier, well, we thank God, but God spoke to me back in July and said, or maybe August and said, not in a voice, but in down in my spirit, that things are going to start moving in this ministry. So we just have to keep chugging along. And it is, it's about to look a lot different. And we thank God for the move of the Holy Ghost. There's no goodness of our own. We take absolutely no credit. It is all what the Spirit of the Lord is doing. And um, the people that we've met in the last few months, uh, just wonderful, wonderful. Uh, And incidentally, we did a show the other day that will be up on Tuesday. (coughs) If you're into yoga or know someone that is, You might want to have them check our program out on Tuesday evening. Uh, We're going to be showing some of the hidden truth about yoga. If you didn't know, this ministry is about unmasking things that most people don't know about. We deal in the occult and we deal in things that are the hidden agenda of this world uh, because it has something to do with scripture. So, uh, in fact, that's what we're going to talk about today. In fact... (coughs) Today is called Unmasking Lies and Telling Truths. And as my mentor told me, truth is a lonely warrior. So if you're going to start telling truth, I hope that you're ready to be alone. I hope that you're ready to walk alone because the news media... They just parrot what one another. If you line it up, they have these videos where they show NBC, then see, you know, then Fox, and then all of these news channels saying the exact same thing using those key phrases. They had a meeting. Here's what you say, and they all got the same memo. So we are uh, into telling the truth, and we use the word of God, and we prove it. So, and in fact, next week, my one of my mentors wrote an article about what's going on in the Middle East with Israel and Hamas. And it is, I read the article, and it is second to none. I am excited about the article. I'm going to share it on our website at some point. Uh, But we're going to talk in a few weeks about that with him on our uh, Tuesday night program. And uh, I think you're going to want to take advantage of that uh, because... What you hear in the media and what you hear, sad to say, in most churches is not the truth. It's a watered down version of truth. And I'm going to show you, truth is an easy 
thing, right? Do you have to remember if you lie? Now we got some young people here. Now we know. Now when you lie, tell am I lying? Am I? Now you got to remember what you said, right? But when you know what happened, you don't have to think about it, right? You just no. This is what happened. But if you gave great detail of something that happened, that's all made up. You got to remember all of that. Oh, so, exactly. I said yeah. that. Yes. Yeah, you, at first you said it was your cousin. Now yeah. it's your brother? Well, what's going on here? You lied. Bottom line. So please, uh, oh, and the other thing was last week we did have service. We had service here. We recorded. And then we had technical difficulties uploading it. So that's gone forever, right? I have the audio of, of the message. You have the audio. Yeah. The, so maybe message. we'll just put the audio up so that if people want to, they can listen to it. Because the title, it was about the second coming of Christ, which the confusion, and I'm going to pick up on that a little bit. All right. So please turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. And we got a lot of scripture. Now, if you don't like scripture, uh, this is probably not the place for you. If you must rather have... Uh, gimmicks and uh, social events at church, uh, one trip to another and one clown show and, you know, and this kind of program this night and another night, then uh, this is not probably the place for you. We deal in the word and we deal exactly the straight word of God. We don't put a twist on it because we learned a few weeks ago that it is a simplicity of Christ that brings people to salvation. We don't need a clown juggling to get kids in here to get them saved. We need to tell children the truth and they will come on their own because uh, the spirit of the Lord is even able to draw children. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even able to, we don't need clowns to juggle. We don't need to put on a show for you. God draws all men. Anyway, Matthew chapter 16, and I'm going to ask Sister Ruth to read that. Uh, Matthew 16, 6 to 12. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, Yes. It is okay. because we have taken no bread, which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves, because ye have brought no bread? Do ye not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? Neither the seven loaves um, of the four thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? How is it that ye do not understand that I spoke it not to you concerning bread, that ye should be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? All right, that, that's good. Uh, um, oh, I'm sorry, there was one more verse. Okay. Then understood, go ahead. <laughs> then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. All right. So listen, I don't know what everybody else get out of there, but like I said, we deal in the straight word of God here. He told them, beware of what? The leaven of who? The Pharisees Pharisees and the Sadducees. Sadducees. 
These are the religious institutions of the day. They were religious, but they were delving into the occult. Yes. And he said, beware of this religion. It's just, it's a whole different thing. It's not what I want you to know. Beware. I don't want you listening to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But here's the problem. They didn't even understand what he was talking about. They had no clue what he was talking about. And they said to themselves, oh, he said leaven. So he's talking about we need bread. Yeah. He's not talking about he needs bread. In verse 12, read that, Elijah, verse 12. Then understood they how the, that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. The doctrine. Yes. He is saying, look out. I don't want you to take any part in this doctrine that they teach. Look out. It's nothing to do with bread. You're looking at one thing, and I'm looking at another. Please turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. Beware of that leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Galatians chapter 5. And uh, everybody have it? Yes. And uh, I'm going to start reading. uh, Actually, Elijah, can you read uh, verses 1 and just keep going? I'll stop you. Okay. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised, that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Ye did run well. Who did hinder you? that ye should not obey the truth. This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded. But he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. And I... Okay. That's it. I'm sorry. No worries. So let me go back to verse 9. A little, I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded, but that, but he that troubleth you shall be, wait a minute, let me read, I'm sorry, I was supposed to read verse nine. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. That's what we were talking about, right? He said, beware of the Pharisees because just a little bit of mess makes the doctrine It's not the same thing anymore. Yes. What we're dealing with nowadays in church is a little leaven has leavened the word of God. It has changed it completely. So much so that we ourselves don't recognize truth when we see it. I am talking to people all the time and they can't even recognize what I'm saying. And I'm just using the word of God. Uh, And the big issue is what's going on in the Middle East 
the fact that people are so confused because they call that place over in the Middle East the Holy Land, and they know not what they say. They don't know the scripture, and I can prove that and have proven it, and will prove it over and over and over again. But listen to this, verse 9. All it takes is a little leaven. Yes. Leaven it the whole lump. <clears throat> I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will not be none otherwise minded. But he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment whosoever he be. There are people out there that know what they're doing. They know they're putting in little bits of falsehoods in the word of God, in these churches. When you see, I'm sorry, but these television evangelists, when you see these big television evangelists, they're on TV for a reason. They're on TV for a reason. Now, I'm not saying all of them, but I'm just saying they got their position for a reason. Truth is not going to be lifted up on a pedestal like that. Truth is going to be hidden in a corner somewhere. Society does not want truth. Uh, let's go to Titus chapter uh, 2. Titus chapter 2. And be mindful, who was troubling them? Paul was clear. <coughs> Paul was clear when he said, circumcision doesn't avail you anything. So obviously, who was bugging the newly saved Christians? Who was bugging them? The Pharisees and the Sadducees. Yes. Obvious. They were telling them, hey, listen, you got to be a Jew to be saved. You have to do this to be saved. And he told you in, that, in those verses that he just read, it does not avail you anything, but the world and most of the church can't hear that. Titus chapter 2, and uh, you want to read that, Elijah 7 to 15. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters, and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Who gave himself, oh, my voice is cracked. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. I want to apologize for the kid here. I guess he's still I'm growing up. Going through I'm growing up. <laughs> I'll make it there one day. So do, do we understand what was just read? Anybody? You got to stop us if anybody want to comment to make or question. Please feel free. Don't be afraid. 
We're not going to bite your head off if it's a crazy question. There are no crazy questions, right? So feel free to ask or whatever. So stop us. Just put your hand up and say, hey, I got a question uh, or I got a comment. Let me know. But I'm going into this because here's here's part of the problem. We ourselves are part of the problem. It's telling us, listen, we have to start living in a sincere way. Yes. We have to start living in a godly way. He's telling us we have to abstain from these things. And when we do it, one of those verses, it, it, it talks about sincerity, if I can find it real verse quick. Verse 7. Read verse 7 again. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. That's right. Having sound speech is talking about, listen, it does no good for me to preach wonderful things and then cut everybody off in traffic, which I probably do once in a while, uh, or what, you know, or whatever evil works you can think of. Don't want to put nothing in your mind, but does no good to do all of these things. And it messes up our pattern. Yes. It messes up. So it shows that our sincerity and, and we have to start living in a more sincere manner. We can't have motives to come into church. We can't have selfish motives. Sad to say, many preachers and pastors have joined the ministry for something called dead presidents and greenbacks, some mm. people call it. The reason they are in it, those are old terms, so you youngsters don't know, that's money. They bring it back. So these pastors are out there trying to, they want to pastor, but they want to make money at it. They want to look good. They want the prestige. They want to be on TV. They want this. They, you don't think there's old sloop foot that Satan sitting there looking and saying, that's all they want. So we'll give it to them. As long as they tell our lies, as long as they corrupt the word of God. And the word is sounds so beautiful. Sounds so beautiful, right? Oh, bonus scripture. Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians. This is bonus. Just came to me. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. It sounds so beautiful when they say it. And, they, and, and the little church don't say it quite like the big church. You know, they don't say the nice fancy saying. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 11. <clears throat> Just two verses. Uh, verse 13 to 15. You want to read that? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Hopefully my voice isn't correct. For such are false pro- uh, apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, wait, keep going. Uh, 15 too. Thank you. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Now, listen. Wow. You see the plain word of God. I didn't show you any trickery. There's no scandal going on. But the Apostle Paul himself wrote that it is no big thing that Satan has ministers that appear to be ministers of God. Yes. They are ministers of light. They look like the right thing. They said all of the right stuff. They said it all. 
So then you ask yourself, well, how do we know who's good and who's bad? When they veer from the word of God, when they have this odd commentary, made up stuff where it's so complicated that you can't understand it, look out. You're, you're dealing in different doctrines. Now let's continue in the real scripture. Now I said all of that. I said all of that <coughs> to go to James, the fourth chapter, back to James. And I want to show you something in James. <clears throat> I just want to show you this because uh, time is near. We're on the brink of World War III, and we got people that are still playing church and not sincere. It is time to get serious about God. It is time to really get to know him. If you know him, it's time to get closer. If you don't know him, it is time to draw near to him. So let's read James, and I'm going to start in uh, uh, verse number one. And this is very important, and I'll explain. From whence cometh wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of the lust? That war is in your members. Now that's hard to understand and unwrap, ain't it? And he, what he's saying is, first of all, if you go back to James 1, you don't have to. You'll see who he's talking to. Let's read James 1, 1, Elijah. You got it. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Okay. Now, I need you to get your mind on the scripture, who he's talking to. Who was it? The 12 tribes. The 12 tribes. Now, what you have to know at this time, the 12 tribes in Jerusalem, in Israel, are still under Roman rule. Yes. And the disciples, even though Jesus said, I want this gospel to go out, they refused to go out, except... Paul. Yes. Paul answered the call to go out to the world and begin to start churches. The rest of the disciples, they could only see the 12 tribes of Israel. They kept going back to the 12 tribes of Israel when Jesus clearly said, I want you to start in Jerusalem, but don't stay there. Out. This gospel must be preached in the world. Yes. Paul, the only one that took this and ran with it. However, they did okay the move. The disciples said, okay, Paul, you go to the Gentiles. But the rest of them did not. So you're dealing with the, uh, the Hebrews. James is dealing with the Hebrews. They were antagonizing the Romans constantly because they wanted to go in war with them. But it's not, it's because of something down inside of them where they actually thought they were better than everybody else. Okay, so James is addressing that. He's like, it's the reason you go to war all the time and so easy is because something in you, in your members, yes. the members are the things inside a person. Yes. You know, the tongue is a member, the mind is a member, the heart is a member. So he's saying something in you is warring in you. So now you go, you're not happy with you. 
All right, so everybody understand that? Did yes. I lose anybody here? No. All right, verse 2. Ye lust, that's in, inside, and have not, ye kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Then even, verse 3, ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, mm -hmm. that ye may consume it upon your lust. Yes. And then he gets to the nitty-gritty. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. This is not the physical uh, man and woman. This is, you have a repl you're replacing God in the heart. You're serving other gods. He's telling them, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that a friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures say in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in you lusts to envy? We have a spirit of God in us that desires to love, that desires to bless. And it envies, it, you know, it, it fights against the other spirit in us. Our nature is to do bad and do wrong, but it, it, it battles with that. It's okay that the battle goes on, but we must win those little battles. He that wins most of the battles win the war. <clears throat> Verse 6. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Here's part of the problem. We have to humble ourselves. Yeah. <clears throat> Submit yourselves. Finish that. Therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Hold one second. The fact that is, we can't be wishy-washy. How would you like to be dating a person that says, I love you today, and then the next day, eh, you're all right. Then the next day, I kind of hate you. What kind of, that's a double-minded type of thing. You cannot mm -hmm. be wishy-washy with God. You have to show a pattern of good works that we just read. Continue that. Draw, oh. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Hold on. Now listen. Now I'm not knocking what other people do. I'm not knocking. But like I said, this church ain't going to be about one social event to the next social event to the next social event. No We're going to work the will of God in this ministry. We're going to work. Yes. <clears throat> We're not doing gimmicks and gimmicks and all of these things <laughs> to get people in. It says clearly, why are you having such a good time? Why you, It says, let your laughter be turned to mourning. Yes. I need you to get serious about you think God wants us sad? He doesn't want us sad. But what they're doing is just, it's all about me. All about me. The lust in me. That's all what it was about. They automatically, in fact, they have a term. It's called goyim. Mm. It means, it's a derogatory term. It's not, it wasn't started, it didn't start off as derogatory. It is a term that means non-Jewish person. Yes. But they made it into a derogatory term where it means you're human cattle. You're less than. You don't have a soul yes. like me. 
because I'm from Israel. So he's dealing with all of those things. All right, so um, I, wa I want to just leave off from that. And uh, I want to go to uh, Philippians chapter 3. We're almost done. Hang in there. Any comments so far? Any questions? Leah, you all right? You didn't fall asleep yet. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3, 20 and 21. You have that? I have it. All right, can you read it? Because I, I don't have it. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that is make that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Now listen, <clears throat> the reason I said all of that is because last week we went over the second coming of Christ. Yes. Which, as simple as it is <clears throat> to us here, it is the most controversial thing out there in the church world. We're going to be raptured out of here. Mother Ruth, I don't know, for 30 years I was in church and they told me that God was going to rapture us out of here. And then there would be seven years of tribulation. And he takes us out of here so that he can focus on the Jews. And then when he focuses on the Jews and gets them all saved, then we all come and singing Kumbaya, I guess. This was a fairy tale that was told to me. First of all, let's make some sense of this. Let's do some common sense. Break it down. God, that numbers every hair on that little head of yours, and every hair on that head, needs to not get confused because he's working with the church. If he can't possibly work with the church and work with the Jewish people, so he has to bring us out so he can focus. The God that created the world, the ends of the earth, needs time to process information. So therefore, I'm thinking, well, that same God must, if he's blessing and working with Sister Ruth, he probably can't hear my prayer. Does he not hear your prayer? Yes. Do you think he hears your prayer? If he's talking to me, can he hear you call on him? Yes. If he's talking to you, can he hear me call on him? Yes. If he's talking to your brother in Africa, can he hear you call on him? Yes. Why, how does that make any kind of, any thinking person, why did we let that slide? When in Matthew, it clearly says, immediately after tribulation, the four winds, he sends his angels and brings the four winds of the earth, and gathers his people together. It was after the tribulation. But no, they told me for 30 years, it was before all of that started. Then seven years, it was going to be tribulation. And then he's going to work with the Jewish people because they need seven years to work with them. And then it does. that's what I'm saying. We are losing the simplicity that's in Christ in the word of God by itself. Turn... Uh, I think probably about the last scripture, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And this is what we don't want. This is what we don't want to happen. Uh, whoever gets it first, if you can read, start reading ch uh, chapter 5, 2 to 9. I forgot my bookmark. 
I got it, but I've been cheating this whole time. <laughs> For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh unto them, upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that day should over, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so listen. That day should not overtake us as a thief. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we're not in darkness. Yes. Mm -hmm. We are children of the light. We should understand what the Word says. Some of this, can't, I can't even talk to other Christians who mean well. It's just they've been taught some bogus stuff. They mean well. And I'm not coming against them. I'm just saying generations of this bogus stuff happening. Yeah. The deception is crazy when he said, that should not overtake you as a thief. Now, let me ask you, do, does a thief make an appointment? Leah, does a thief make an appointment? Do you think so? Does he say, hey, uh, what's your schedule like next Wednesday about <laughs> two? Because I think I want to rob you then. <laughs> they don't do that. You're overtaken by a, as a thief. He's saying, why are you overtaken? And then he's, he's got scripture where he says, you should know as a fig tree, it blossoms at a certain time. You should know the time that he's coming. Maybe not the exact time, but when it is near. It is plain to see that God said, listen, it's going to be no mystery. As the lightning flash from the east and goes all the way to the west, so shall my coming be. And you're blessed if you're looking for it. But we're not looking for it because we got to go through seven years of tribulation. Yeah. yeah. It does not make sense. So I'm not going to keep us here any longer. Any questions, any comments or anything at this time? No, nothing. No comment. <coughs> Not even from you. I know, I usually run my mouth, right? <laughs> you do. Maybe you're a little shy because you're, you know, going through the puberty and everything. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. But no, I'm just, it is just alarming to me that Christians yeah. have come this far from truth. Not everybody, because we, we went to a conference. Yes. And... It was a joy to hear they have a, the Daniel 70 weeks. They have it right. Yes. <clears throat> and many of the people in the church, the 70 weeks, they got it wrong. <clears throat> Not because I say so, but the scripture says so. And they just run with that. Just one generation teach another one. They just go, keep going with it. Now, I am not saying that we are not... It's not possible that to make a mistake in understanding scripture. Lord knows I made enough. 
<coughs> but when you know better, you do better. That's right. So <coughs> we are. <coughs> sorry, I'm starting to cough, so it must be time to end. <laughs> so listen, we thank God for you. Uh, I want to just put something out there. We have to get a new computer. And uh, I just want to put it out there because the Lord told me, put it out there. And um, Joe Cunningham, who does our tech work, informed me. He said, do not get a refurbished. Do not do this. You have to get you have to get a brand new one with the warranty and all of these things. It has everything you want. He sent the one. And I said, send me the cheapest one that I could get. And the cheapest one was like $850. So I'm putting it out there. If anyone wants to contribute to that, please email us at uh, todaystruthrevealed at gmail.com and we will give you the information if you want to help in that situation. I, I don't normally do that, but I, I was in prayer and that's what was said. Now, maybe you have, you know, 50 bucks to contribute to it. Maybe you have $10, whatever it is, we would appreciate it. Doesn't matter. Because $850 is a lot of money. So uh, so anyway, and we thank God for you tuning in today. We thank God for our visitor, Leah and Zayana. We thank God for you. <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit about yourself while we're still on camera? Um, I'm 10, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Zayana. I um, I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me and yeah. for welcoming me. Um, I had a great time being here. Little, I know I didn't say much, um, but I okay. did enjoy myself being here. Yeah. I will say that I feel like right now I am living in my testimony. Wow. Um, just with this past year, um, moving back home from Atlanta. And um, when I was down there for the last three years, it was rough. Um, okay. God knows yeah. everything that I went through. Um, but it was a struggle to get back home. And I, it had got to a point where I had fought him on it a little bit on, you know, if I was making the right decision on moving back home and coming back home. And he has shown me just the blessing and, you know, me taking the steps to come home what it was, what my purpose was in me coming home and what he needed me to do, how I need to serve him and okay. commit to him better. And um, that's why I believe that I am living in my testimony now. Mm -hmm. um, every day is not perfect, but I'm making strides and I am just grateful for that. Amen. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> Do you want to say anything, Leah, before we go? No? You, you still shy? All right. Well, listen, we thank God for that testimony. And, uh, you know, all of us, we're a work in progress. All of Amen. us. We're not perfect. The Bible says we're as a shining light that shines more and more. So that's more and more. Every day it's a little bit brighter unto the perfect day. And, 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 it, and Paul finishes that up when he says, he that has begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Yes, what day? When he comes Amen. back and says, Amen. come my people. Amen. He's going to keep working with us. Long as we have a heart and sincere and we try, doesn't matter. When we try and we're humble and we submit ourselves, <clears throat> no telling what God can do. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. 
Yes. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. And that's our attitude. And we thank God yes. for our visitors. And we thank God for you tuning in. And what we're going to do is we're either going to do a audio upload of what we did last week. Because the second coming, I think everybody needs to hear it. Yes. Everyone do. needs to hear it. They do. Um, Would you like me to share where they can listen to it now at? Yes. It, it may you be can on. share that. Yeah. It is. You can find it on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You just type in the title, Today's Truth Revealed, Sunday's Word, and you will find it right there, The Second Coming. And we'll, I think we're going to try to do a link on the website, and that way, you know, because uh, I think it's an important yes. uh, message because uh, too many people think they have nothing to concern themselves with because they're going to get raptured out of here. So, uh, <laughs> so we thank God for you tuning in, and listen, have a blessed week, and remember... Stay in the battle. Yes. God bless Amen. you.